0: cool 977 radio <laughs> uh, I know the lyrics. Man. Okay,
1: then. Okay. Um, uh, another personality has arrived in the yeah. studio of Kuhn. I fm FMR. call yourself now? I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think
0: about
1: it. <laughs> so, let me compose myself. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. If you do ever see Dre. <laughs> A total transformation (laughs) But I'm glad to see you that way Um, You're happy And and, and, and that's a good thing It may not last forever (laughs) But it is now So Andre Allen Casey, how are you doing?
2: I am doing very well DJ Dre? Yes, sir. <laughs> good night, sir. Good night, good night. Andre, Andre you I have some junior, hidden sir?
1: talent. You have <laughs> your hidden
2: talent too. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm to, I like a DJ, but. What? Uh-huh. Okay, what? <laughs>
0: No nah, man, we have to do a collaboration. Wow! <laughs> when not looking at backup dancer. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Look,
2: look at look at all of us have mental issues, boy. Boy. <laughs> oh, well,
1: well, well. Let us let us see how the night um unfolds, uh, or unravels. Uh, uh, as dre had said um, he's gonna see if at the end of the program um, if he has some ticks or some x's mm-hmm. in terms of his um, mental status status yeah. yes, yes andre allen Casey um welcome to another uh, singles live another year. Uh, Thank you so much for once again joining us on this another journey. And what a wonderful I don't even know if I should use the word wonderful. It's going to be an interesting program tonight. An awesome way to start off the new year by looking at um, our mental health. Our overall mental health. Um, Is there anything that you want to kick start the year off with Andre, Alan Casey, not Andre as in Dre <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well um, just first and foremost I just want to again thank you um, along with DJ Dre for this and, and your sponsorship of course for giving me the opportunity to continue to share um, on your program and uh, I hope that we will continue to share information that will be beneficial um, by and large uh, to the listening audience. So, uh, that's one way to start. And then there's another start um, as it relates to even checking up on our mental health. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at it, you know, um, we've this pandemic it puts a lot of us in in a place where our mental equilibrium will continuously be challenged Mm -hmm. and sometimes we might take it for granted and not try to do a checkup so to speak just to find out where we are in and in relation to how we are managing our stressors. Mm -hmm. Too many times we just uh, allow things, you know, to go by and we don't even recognize that something is building up. Um, And it's only after it reaches its crescendo and or we have exploded, so to speak. Um, Then and only then, do we say how did i reach here and so i hope that uh we will give some tips if i can say that word or or even as as you mentioned whether myself or anybody else will be picking off some boxes because we might find ourselves um trying to manage a a mental illness or even whether or not we have some tenets of a a personality disorder. Mm -hmm. And and so this is why a program like this is very, very critical and crucial um, at at this time.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's begin our discussion by looking at or mental status from a cognitive um, perspective. And I wanted to kind of break down the word cognitive because from time to time, I use that word and you may use that word, but the ordinary Jamaican listening, let us break it down for them, Andre Allen.
2: Okay. Well, before I get into the cognitive, and I'm going to break it down. um this is very extemporaneous because I'm just kind of shooting by the hip. <laughs> no, it's so, no, you have to explain um, that word as know. well. Uh, okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> so he, he has pinpointed some key words in Andre.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you very much for that correction, sir. Um, so, so here it is. The... Mental illness, I think, is a good place for us to begin to have a, a kind of working definition that speaks to mental illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, it is a health condition which involves changing it, changes in thinking. Mm-hmm. That's your cognition.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So when we talk about, um, from a cognitive standpoint... We want you, to want our audience to recognize that the minute you start to think differently, and I'm talking about where by and large, and I'm going to say this now, and this is not, this may not sound very professional, but as work with me, as I use our Jamaican vernacular. But if by and large a host of persons are complaining about how you think, or how you start to think so, or how you even reason a particular way, then chances are, I'm just saying, chances are, um, they are correct that your thinking has changed. And all I'm saying is that it has changed. I'm not saying that your thinking is incorrect or it is wrong. But if you're thinking about a particular situation or even how you govern your own life and living and that's your own own perspective on life and living and your interpretation of your situations. Mm-hmm. if those thinking processes begins to change and persons are recognizing those changes <clears throat> then we're saying your cognition has changed mm-hmm. your cognition has changed now again mental illnesses there are health conditions which involves changes in thinking changes in emotion changes in behavior or even a combination of these These the, the thinking emotion and behavior now mental illnesses are associated with distress and uh, It will manifest itself in the way we function at work, in our social life, and in our family activities. Incidentally, it is a disease that causes mild to severe disturbances again in our thoughts, in our behavior, and watch this now, resulting in a person's inability to cope with life's ordinary demands and routines. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, if you find, and I hope I break it down enough right there, sir, but if you find that you are not able to cope, if you find that you feel overwhelmed and stressed out, if you find that you are complaining over the ordinary, if you find that you're not sleeping that you have intrusive thoughts that every little thing bother you and get you kicked off or angry we're talking about all of these things are associated now with your cognition and so if you find that these things are happening to you where really and truly the only reason why you don't tell somebody your mind it is because you are going to get into trouble mm-hmm. if you could have uh, get away with it you would have um, you know um, <laughs> talk your <to> mind <laughs> yes I mean, really yes you know <laughs> you would really talk to me <laughs> and what's this now? we don't finish there now mm-hmm. if you find that because it, you didn't know, have an opportunity to express yourself. You are so Mm angry that the next person or the next situation that comes in your presence, you're just going to bulldoze it in your actions, mannerisms, whatever. I am saying not only have your cognition or cognitioning has changed or conditioning has changed, but also, you have allowed your situation now to rule you. And not you now taking control of it, which then means that you're setting up yourselves and, and Andre to develop an aneurysm, a vein that burst into your head. You're going to develop high blood pressure because, to the extent where you might even feel like you're getting off, because a lot of folks are going to be saying to you, "Why to you? How is it that you 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 lose it so easily? When people are around you, they feel like they're walking on eggshells." They're afraid of conversing and talking and, and I hope our audiences are taking some notes enough. You know, because we're talk we're giving you some tips, some some boxes that we must pick to find out whether or not as far as, as a as far as from a cognitive standpoint, we might have a mental illness challenge. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um and, and I don't finish. I'm, I'm going to continue to, to mention something here. If you find that you have memory problems, mm-hmm. if you find that you can't concentrate, if you find that you have poor judgment, and if you find that you are only negative <laughs> and you're constantly worrying, I am saying from a cognitive standpoint, you might you are very much so prone to have a mental illness or a mental cha- challenge from a cognitive standpoint mm-hmm. that is what i'm saying mm-hmm. and, and and can you imagine um and that a number of when we look in our society this is why sometimes we can't, we don't, we don't have um, anger management or we have anger management rather issues because our thinking mm-hmm. is, is, uh, is, my, is, 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 uh, you know, has its own
1: challenges. Mm-hmm. Our ability to reason. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so, so we are so on, on one side, so to speak. And, and I invite again our audience to pay attention to these signs and symptoms, if for lack of a better term, so that we can do our own checkup to see what is happening to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that we can come in and, and let's see how we can manage these things. But, at, but from the cognitive standpoint, that's how we know we might be developing. Or even per adventure have a mental illness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm hmm. hmm hmm Not in in, 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 in in layman's term we're not thinking clearly. Um, we're not thinking positive thoughts, with everything is just negative. Uh, yeah. Yes, Andre. Fully understood. <laughs> At least Dre and I <laughs> fully understand what you're saying.
2: Mm-hmm. Conf- you know, we... we- we, we, we mentioned um, poor judgment, mm-hmm. or even seeing only the negative, or constant worrying, constant worrying. So, what that says, you know, it doesn't matter what you say to the person. You know. The person have the mind bent in a particular way, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And matter of fact, <clears throat> might I even add here that we can develop. Um, personality disorders as a result of that kind of thinking process.
0: Um,
2: so, so let's, for example, um, we, 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 uh, look at uh, what's this one that's coming in? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Ah, yes. A paranoid personality disorder. You know, how do I know that I have a mental illness? Here's one of those mental illnesses. Paranoid personality disorder. Who do I know if I have it? Well, to our listeners, they were asking to write on these things. Here are some symptoms. Unwilling to forgive. Perceive insults. Did you you hear what I just said a while ago? I said perceived, you know. So you just that the person is saying or doing something towards you or at you and you decide that you're going to vote against them. Mm-hmm. You did not even go and find out, you know, and you know, and, and said, is it so? Is, is my interpretation correct when I saw this behavior or, or movement or action? But no, you just stay from Mars, <laughs> you stay all of my, from all of all of Mars and talk. How oh, Jamaican people behave, and why you like Jamaican people, and why you can't trust them. You know, sometimes we use some terms and some words in our socializing and don't recognize that it is. Uh, Related or associated with possibly paranoid personality disorder? For example, and like I said, no, this is very extemporaneous. I I, I have no notes. I'm <laughs> just shooting by the ship. Sorry, sorry, Andre, not shooting by the ship. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, um, chicken, Mary, heart, the name God, I'm mm-hmm. parazed don't know or even feel like you say we have to see what our horoscope say. No, or no. even they say have a dream, and because we don't know the interpretation of the dream or get an interpretation of the dream, we feel okay, we feel immobilized. or I read something in our horoscope, and we feel like if we go to a road, something bad go happen to us. Or sometimes we say things happen in trees. Trees, either. and and supposed to be for something, another bad thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And all I'm saying what what that does, by and large, is to rob us of our living and giving us the freedom to live. So we actually live in fear. And so, what is grappling us and interfering with our objective thinking is our own paranoia. And I should say, and I should possibly add, how we have been socialized to accept these uh, terms of references and have normalized these terms of references to the point where paranoia feels normal. (laughs) Yeah. It feels normal. And so maybe, who who knows, but maybe by and large, most of the folks who are listening probably will go, (laughs) but who knows that? That's what I was about to say, yeah. And that's the point I'm making, we have normalized it. And once we have normalized it, therefore we're not going to make the uh, adjustments to bring about change from our own life. But how do we know that we're in a rut? Because we're getting the same results. Because we are doing the same thing or we are reacting to the same stressor the same way. And so we're saying here that because the cognition is uh, disturbed, we can develop a personality disorder like, for example, paranoid. it's also one I've just mentioned, I'm not saying it is the only one, I'm saying there are several others, and chances are we're trying to go through some more, but I'm just saying here, um, I chose this one here because it seemed to be quite a prevalent one, especially in a Jamaican context and society.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Very, 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 very prevalent with everything that is happening around us. Whether it is the, the pandemic or the crime and the violence, um, you have a lot of um, paranoid individuals um, just walking around. It's almost Andre that sometimes you're there and you hear. Maybe it's for some people, um, you see a strange person walking by, or you hear a bike or something, and you can actually see the fear. Um on person's um, face uh, clutching onto handbags holding on to their children it's just this you just live in in in, in, in constant fear yeah yeah,
2: yeah. but, but and, and matter of fact, as you mentioned that there are two or three more things that just came to my mind as you just mentioned that in mentioning what you just stated distrustfulness and excessive self-reliance that's a part of paranoid personality disorder, you know? Or a tenant or a symptom, I should state, you know? hmm Distrustfulness. So that's, you're right, you're right? That's what you said a while ago. You walk around thinking that you are going to be the object of of, of something negative. You're the, you're the suspect everything, out huh, everybody? hmm <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm, that's true. <laughs> right? Um, but here's another one, you project, uh, I should use this word, projection of blame onto others. So you really take responsibility for what you do. It's always because of you. And if I never did, it, I wouldn't have to end up in this, in this way or in this position. It's a part of being paranoid, you know? Projection of blame onto others. Is another one you are consumed by an anticipation of betrayal. Can you imagine that? You can't trust nobody.
1: Mm-hmm. Them and my friend may not trust none of them. <laughs>
0: So even the sounds that we might have.
2: So wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't that saying? fall under love um, you know, it, well? it 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 yeah, that's saying, yes. It, if you understand what I've said. Because remember, if it's paranoid people I sing them. i just saying. You know, and 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 then our youngsters listening to them singing it, accept the words because they are reiterating these words, you know, over and over. So it becomes not only a part of their functioning, but more importantly, their thinking. Mm-hmm. You, you remember uh, this song, if you run down your shadow, you'll never catch it. you mm-hmm. never make a woman know how much you love her for there will be no peace in her life. Never make a woman know how much you care. Because she will do would things, things to, hurt, to you. hurt you. There's no and joke about it, she not <laughs> And then you wonder why a man treats woman in a particular way. Hmm. So, even, so even if the female has done her best, never make a woman know how much, you, how, how much you care. Because the minute you tell her, it also happened in her head. I should have changed. Well, I mean, that's not <laughs> paranoia. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we have grown up a nation of people as that, that, that men. that boy, you know, if, if we're not careful, Freedom. we allow it to, to be a part of our psyche. Mm-hmm. You're saying. It already It possibly exists. It already is. Right. All right, um, Andre
1: and Andre. I'm going to ask yeah. you to hold that thought. We're going to take a very short break. Singles live on the Nation School school 97 FM. We're doing our mental check-ins tonight, the first show of the year. Andre Allen Casey Counselling Psychologist, and of course DJ Dre Adam and Jeffrey. We'll be right back after this message.
0: 7th Radio.
1: Singles Live on The Nation's Coolest, KU 97FM. And this special segment is courtesy of Evergrow Garden Center. When you want it to grow, call the pro. They are the experts located at 12 South Avenue in Kingston. Let them help you master your home gardening skills and nurture beautiful, healthy plants. It's a perfect way to de-stress while you mold that gift of the green thumb and encourage the love of nature in your family. Call them up at 906-9916, 906 Nine one six zero. You can also follow Evergrow Garden on Facebook and Evergrow Garden on Instagram. Back into the talk segment. Andre Allen?
2: Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Let's so continue. We really cannot, right. We were looking at basically some <laughs> signs on me I should use the word symptoms,
0: mm-hmm.
2: as it relates to Whether we find ourselves um, in relation to our own mental health status, and how we can recognize whether or not we have some of those challenges. Mm -hmm. And so, go ahead.
1: No, I, I, I I was I was thinking that. All of us at some point in time would have had um, some form of um, mental challenge. That's that's the word that I'm going to use. It is not um, something that is limited to a particular individual or because you have a particular career or you do a particular thing, then you cannot be mentally challenged. Uh, Andre Allen Casey, I do believe that um, everyone at some point in time is mentally challenged. um, Um, However, um, maybe we may have the skills and we may have the ability to recognize so that it does not move into a state of um, illness, um, so to speak. Um, Can you just... uh, Expound on that a little bit. So, for example, if I say to you and I'm just giving an example, if I say to you, if I come in here and something um, has happened and I say, boy, I'm feeling overwhelmed today or Andre Allen, I'm feeling overwhelmed today or I may be feeling anxious today. It may not persist into two weeks and beyond. Um, Do I consider myself at this time or at that time to be mentally challenged?
2: Okay, so the answer might be yes, but mm-hmm. it's not a mental disorder.
1: No, it does not reach a disordered stage. Oh,
2: oh, oh! So no, so we
1: don't okay. reach. We don't. We don't get over there so yet.
2: Okay, well, yes, you might. You mm-hmm. might have what is called um, stress overload. Mm-hmm. Right, because remember, no, you no, know, the the because of your uh, because of the intervention. And the intervention can come in so many different ways. Uh, something only become, uh, let me use this word, a mental illness mm-hmm. when there is when when, when heredity mm-hmm. is, uh, is is as a result of the, your thinking and operating when biology is a part of your thinking and operating when there's a psychological trauma mm-hmm. or even any type of environmental stress. All of these combined can put you into a place where your thinking or your cognition will have changed, which then means, as I mentioned earlier, that inability to, to function or, or, um, or to meet or to cope, rather, with life's ordinary demands. Because we mentioned that. We said, no, you know, it is a disease that causes mild to severe disturbances in thoughts mm-hmm. and behavior.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, so if mental illness is a disease that causes mild to severe disturbances in thoughts, and our behavior, then if you're going through a, a spade of challenges, let's say for the next two, three, four days, one week for that matter, you're right. It is not tantamount to you having a mental illness, but you're going through these phases and stages,
0: mm-hmm. n-
2: mm. notwithstanding though. And, and, and this is the, the caution we have to take. The caution is we have to be on our cues. Remember what I said? I said that we have been um, bombarded with, with, with stress overload to the point where if we are not careful we have normalized the stress us. We have normalized it. And so if you don't go through this, then you I not live. You have to appear to to, oh, to go through this and okay. to deal with these things and what have you. Or, or don't deal with them. Whatever. But, but the point I'm making here is that what, where do we draw the line, Anna and Andre, where we now say, this is life's ordinary demand. Or inordinary.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: You see? And, and, and that's all I'm saying because um, the definition of mental illness does not change. What is it? Well, let us keep that in mind. It is a disease that causes mild to severe disturbances. Now, what might be mild or severe to one person might not be mild or severe to someone else. But what we do recognize though is uh, the coping skill sets. Are you able now to cope as a result of these mild or severe disturbances in your thought processes? And if you find that, that it is interfering with our ability to cope, um, somebody else might laugh at you and say, "And another not know, let you stress yourself over. I am saying, Yes, you come and see me and help, or whatever, or whomever, to help you t- to deal with that. And don't let somebody minimize it, though. Don't let somebody say, hey, are that's just over. Mm-hmm. We tend to, and that, minimize that tends to it.
1: happen, yes, yes. And
2: where you feel like, jeez, and am we shouldn't have stress over this. But yet, you find a seem to get over it. Mm-hmm. And now you have to hide it. And and try and manage it internally Mm -hmm. which is killing you Mm -hmm. because the society says something like that should not stress you out and so that's the reason why um i'm giving all of this um dialogue (laughs) in relation to your question yes um you know that to, to, to say while that is true what we do recognize though is that um it is it, it mild or and or severe will differ from person to person, number one. And number two, if you find that, that it is resulting in in your inability to cope, then we are saying um it, it's it's bad enough.
1: It's bad enough. You don't have to wait until you're taking off your clothes and running down halfway tree. Thank you. Mm-hmm
0: so i was I was just gonna say that, um sorry Andre, I was just gonna say that um every time I have a question, you you answer it in like the next breath, so um, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm a bit silent, but that that's really what's happening Thanks.
2: yeah go ahead, Andre, move on. Um, so just th- 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 speaking from the cognitive, right? You know, and I and I gave the example of what the cognitive could um, um, look like in terms of some t- some boxes that we could tick off, and how it could equally manifest itself into a personality to disorder. A personality
1: disorder, mm-hmm. correct, correct. Uh, so let us move on, and or next area that we would want to look at Um, so we're moving from the cognitive and you had mentioned before um, while you were talking about the cognitive standpoint um, that it also, through cognition it affects your behavior so let us look at some of the behaviors um, that one would see um, occurring for somebody who is suffering from some form of um, mental, I wouldn't even say mental challenge and also mental illness
2: okay um, please remember uh, please don't let us not leave here and I would don't talk about the emotional part of-
1: yeah well, we're going to look at emotion
2: okay
1: I think we'll leave the physical and the emotion for um, the next um, two okay two. Right.
2: right excellent behavioral mm-hmm. generally speaking um Oh, I'm I'm I'm
0: sorry.
2: I just wanted to pick up Abigail Marshall because I again talk 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 and forget. I know she's unlistening, mm-hmm. right? She's helping me with some stuff, and so Miss Marshall, thank you very very much. Um, Abigail Marshall, I guess leave it right there. Okay, <laughs> but the behavioral. If you find that your eating habits change, it's something you must look into. If you find that you used to do certain things and now you seem like you, have, you don't have any conscience about what you're doing, you almost don't care. Your behavior has changed. It's like. One time, somebody would say, I "Minister, mean, say a so one time." And a but, Minister, say so again. In other words, by and large, we have become hardened because of our circumstances and situations, and we have gone so far to the right or to the left in justifying the new behaviour. So, I'm sorry to be using male-female um, um, examples here, and, and I don't want to point anybody in a bad way, per se, or negatively, I should state. But let's say a male, um, a, a, a female treated a male a particular way, is it okay, and vice versa, is it okay for the victim to feel like, and not going trust anybody else and again at anybody else all men are the same way all women are the same way is it is it is it not okay to start to govern not only our relationships but start to govern how we treat each other based upon a bad experience or two bad experiences how many bad experiences do we need to experience, sorry (laughs) but to have for us to change and when I say change I'm talking about changing for the worse and where do we come off justifying becoming ugly and mean where do you come off feeling that it is this is the new norm it's, when, when you look at our society, our behavior has changed. We used to be a very compassionate set of folks. <clears throat> now, you're dead and we want to rub you the same way. So we we'll take pictures we we'll laugh. Any kind of calamity draw us near to take pictures and put it on YouTube and have blogs about these, these ugly things. What used to be gruesome to some folks has become normative, the behavior has changed.
0: So is that in itself a mental um, illness or
2: weakness? I I, I didn't hear Andrew. He says, is that in itself a what? A mental, a mental issue. Yes, that's my point. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because ugliness and meanness has become the new norm. And I'm saying, and you have justified it because of the bad experiences. So rather than you becoming better, you have become bitter. How do you tap yourself on your shoulder for that, and congratulate yourself, and give yourself an award? Yeah. Not better, know but better. I understand where we may want to do things to to safeguard ourselves from any further pain, but not become the painer. <laughs> huh. The person who's going to start to be inflicting pain. How many times have you heard, well, I know I've had clients, tons of clients, literally, sorry, um, who have stated things like, listen, when me a broken up, I was naive to certain things, but me get wise now.
1: mm mm-hmm. but now I see the light, mm, where the darkness.
2: And, and if ever hear what the wisdom is, <laughs> The wisdom is all about not only self-preservation but I don't mind your damnation. Why? Because room own bottom, Every man for himself. Every man for himself. Don't go and talk. You better butt up on two side already. If and we, all I'm saying is that we, kind of we those ask. words and mentalities and thinking is putting us into a place where we feel like we don't have any conscience. Let me give an example, if you don't mind. Watch this. Let me give an example of a personality disorder because of the behavioral changes. Ready for it? Yes,
1: we
0: are.
2: It is, uh, whoa, my, something. I'll mix up this one here now. It is, the like I tell you, oh, gosh, man, I had it in my head a while ago. All right, well. All right, so well, here we go. Mm, yeah. I have it now. All right. Antisocial personality disorder. I want anybody who is listening, I want them to Google it right now. Antisocial personality disorder. DJ, Dre. Sir. Sure. Let me share with you what antisocial personality disorder is. Yeah, Ready? Man, go ahead, go ahead. It is characterized by a lack of conscience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. A lack of conscience, you know. When a not care whether somebody rub you. I cuss you out, I beat up an old woman, I treat children a particular way, and nobody speaking up. But I mind them own business. I say I must something bad to do. I must something wrong. The do. You know, today I experienced a gentleman. He went to a neighbour. He came, he came and he left um, a young one in his vehicle and went inside. And he was there for some time until... I didn't even know the child was in the car. Until I heard the child start to call up to him. And evidently the child may have done a mess in his vehicle. But the way he was treating the child... And while I didn't say anything, well, correction, that's not true. I did say something. When he came back, I said to him, he really did. the pickling of the, 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 the car. Like, really? And then he started to curse out the child because the child did a mess in his vehicle. And, I'm not, and this child couldn't be more than seven years old. Maybe five, actually. And he started to curse out the, the child. Let me
1: just turn my. Before we move on, Andre, I have two things. Let me, let me make sure that I. Um, ensure my sponsorship remains, and reminding you that you are listening to this special segment courtesy of Evergrow Garden Center. Remember, as Jamaicans, we must continue our efforts to grow what we eat and eat what we grow. And Evergrow is the ultimate one-stop shop where you can get everything for your farming, gardening, and growing needs. Remember, you can call them at nine zero six nine nine one six, nine zero six nine one six zero. Follow Evergrow on Facebook at Evergrow Garden and also on Instagram at Evergrow. And turning my attention to our friends joining us on the World Wide Web, Principal uh, Shea48, as always says, antisocial personality disorder, sometimes called psychopathy, is a mental disorder which a person consistently shows no regard for right and wrong or ignores the rights and feelings of Others and Janet D says, "Well, lots of persons have antisocial disorder.
2: <laughs> Quite a lot. What's the point, a lot. though? You know, we have normalized it. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my point. Looking at the behavior, we're talking about behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying our behavior has gone from bad to worse." Mm-hmm. Going from bad to worse, and and unless we start to draw people, you know, have these kind of conversations to these mediums and media, um, you know, resensitizing people about right and wrong. <laughs> Something- <laughs> because What can you think that people? Andrea, I don't mean to cut
1: in, but let me just ask you this question because um, our friends joining us via the World Wide Web, they're having a robust conversation here. And Janet D says, um, and she's just um, saying this to say, many young children are exhibiting this antisocial behavior. Is it because they have learned it? Or is it because um, it is something that they have um, um, developed cognitively? Or is it a learned behavior?
2: Nine out of ten times it is learned. Okay. Johnny, nine hear out that? Nine ten times. Yes.
1: I just wanted it to clarify learned. that.
2: Yeah, nine out mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. ten times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, when daddy get mad, or mommy get mad, we have to cross bad road. We have to shout. Mm-hmm. So what do you think they're going to do? I mean, what's in my name, whatever, the children live what they learn, mm-hmm. that is so true. Mm-hmm. And all I'm saying here is, is that it is learned. The child mirror your behavior. They mm-hmm. saw that if you get anything thing you off, this, it is okay for you to behave this way. It is okay for you to elevate it. So they have already bookmarked um, what is good, what is bad and what is worse <coughs> and what is the appropriate responses to each. We think they and get it from to grow group amongst um sorry to use this bad example, but I'm, I'm among a lot of birds. <laughs> 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 the only Muslim could have chip 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 and go load up. <laughs> hmm <laughs> but no the the what they see you know they 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 look at the parents and the and their friends and and the adults and and they see how they behave with each other and and so they think that so why do you think your daughter is going to put on your heels and dress up and in the mirror and, and start to. You modeled, know, you know, kimbo model,
1: Kimbo, a model. Model the behavior of that adults,
2: children model behavior. There
0: you yes. hmm hmm
2: And so to answer your question, I mean, yeah. But 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 back to that antisocial thing. Mm-hmm. Talking about behavior. Um. Folks with the Antipersonal disorder you know, are prone to criminal behavior. Incidentally, actually, they believe that their victims are weak. ...and deserve to be advantage, taken advantage of. And they tend to lie and steal. So, don't need to lie. They do lie. And <laughs> when they don't need to thief, they might thief. But seriously. The, the, and, and everything is about them. They're careless with the money. They take action without thinking about the consequences. It's only after they land up in a jail or uh, somebody dead. Look at who they're they, they riding bikes and what have you and drive their vehicles. And especially after they take a draw. And <laughs> then specify from what uh, or half what. And they say take a draw. And the dopamine either gone up or gone down. Or the t- serotonin or whichever one, more the dopamine. And then feel this thrill and excitement. Gone with it, because some drugs, by the way, some drugs, heighten those sensations mm-hmm. and rather than giving a calmness for you to function, you're already high enough and get higher. What do you think the game look like? You, don't, you, don't, you almost feel like you have no control. It's only after you you have a boom or a crash. You come back to your senses, you say, but wow. you know, we're getting on my head. Mm-hmm. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. You're right. But no everybody have one. I pull pan. I leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> I say, it quite fashionable.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, Andre. Very much so. We can go on to the next one. Um, where do you say it was? Before we go on to the next one, let us just take the break right here, reminding you that this talk segment is brought to you by Evergrow Garden Center. Remember, their friendly staff is ready to help you with everything you need for your beautiful home gardening, your commercial farming. You can also get your ceramic pots, fertilizers, plants, seedlings, greenhouse structures, uh, irrigation systems, and so much more. Uh, We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Singles live on the Nation School at 97 FM. So, moving on with the conversation, Andre, let us move into the physical aspect. And then finally, we'll round things off with the emotional standpoints.
2: Okay. The physical is easy. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I think it is. The emotional is have so many almost all. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, mental illnesses definitely. So remember you know, the two areas that it affects, by and large, is our cognition mm-hmm. and and affecting us emotionally.
0: Emotionally,
2: and it does, and then it manifests itself now in physically our
1: mm-hmm, and our behavior.
2: Right, right. right. The physical uh, symptoms, if I can use that word or term, um, of a mental illness. It it varies from mental illness from from the different types of mental illnesses. Uh, But so let us give you some generalized um, examples. Sexual problems Mm -hmm. is a is a physical symptom. You know, if you find that you are impotent or you might have low libido, then there's a strong possibility that you are overwhelmed with something else. And it therefore manifests in itself now in, in what has happened to you physically. Uh, digestive problems is another um, physical ailment or a symptom rather of you possibly developing a mental illness or might already have one. Uh, like for example, gas, diarrhea, constipation, irritable bowel syndromes. You know, all of those things come under the, the ambit of digestive problems. And mm-hmm. so, did you get a tablet from? No, Nexium and everything else. It is really it is it is something deeper that is happening to you, but it manifests itself this way.
0: hmm
2: hmm So no matter what you take, the purple, oh, purple, whatever you want to call it, but all I'm here. saying here, it, just, it is just covering up something because um, some chemical imbalance has occurred because of our mental challenge, Um, that is interfering with your functioning. So ringing in the ears, chest pains, back aches. Some of these physical symptoms, you know, is tied to a mental illness. So all these physical things are tied to uh, a mental illness. And so sometimes we go to the doctor, and and, and we have to, and we need to. But I'm just saying here, maybe it needed to be fixed from a mental standpoint, Mm -hmm. from a cognitive standpoint, from a a psychological um, standpoint. Maybe that's where the fixing needs to occur. So oh, this might... But here's another one, too. Um, not sleeping. Big one, that. A
1: big one, that, Andre. And a lot of Insomnia. persons are not sleeping. A lot of persons are not sleeping well.
2: I put that under physical. And not just behavior. I put under physical. You, you, you just sleep, just you wake up, three o'clock, two o'clock. You go ahead, bed one o'clock and we go two, two o'clock. <laughs> I'm not tired next day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what do you call I'm that? Fine. What do you call that? Like, up?
2: I am gonna go back to sleep after. My word. I'm serious. It's true, but it is true. Just really. Uh, uh, and and none of you, you know, the sleep, which is an integral part to to, to your health, is being robbed. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why you have other issues, health issues. That is, I'm not sleep in. You not eating properly? Are you eat too much? Are you eat too little bit? Um, which affect no. The digestive problem, because you worry so much, and because you're worrying about something, and you're not, you don't learn how to let go some of these things, or you feel like you have to control your outcome because you're not because it's outside of your control. Um, it is on your brain; it becomes an intrusive thought. And might as well let's stop calling it daydream because you dream a night and come back and dream a day. So your night daydream. dream. And so this again contributes to the physical symptoms of you having a mental illness or a mental challenge. Let me use that word. Having a mental challenge mm-hmm. and the possibility exists that you're already or have already developed a mental illness and therefore it now manifests itself in these physical symptoms. High blood pressure, Hmm. numbness in the hands, menstrual disturbances, infertility, hormone imbalances, all of these things are the physical symptoms of you again having a mental challenge or have a, or these physical symptoms have manifested itself because we already have a mental illness. And so I hope that our listeners here will take note and while on one hand we're saying, go to the doctor. For our practical term purpose, maybe i depressed depress too.
1: <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> that is so true, Andre. Yes. Mm. Yes. If you're depressed. Mm-hmm. Nurses may be depressed and you end
0: up...
2: Let me say something there. For example, you know, some of, the, some of the signs, you know, of depression, which is a mental illness, check this out. Confused thinking. long sadness or irritability. long mm-hmm. Feelings of extreme highs and lows. Excessive fears. Excessive worries. Excessive anxi- anxieties. excesses, Seeing on, or, or sharing things that aren't there. In other words, they're having a hallucination. Mm-hmm. And so I said, no, but I told you. He said, no, my Jesus was on the cross. You never tell me that. When everybody said, yes, we heard when he told you, he was on a loudspeaker. You know, not come in ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, growing inability to cope again with, 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 with the daily problems and activities or even having suicidal thoughts. Hmm. Hmm. These are some of the measurements of depression. Waste about my camera, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. By the way, that, that, that also can manifest itself in, in um, borderline personality disorder, just saying. And you'll find it a lot into, into that one, um, which speaks to self-injury or attempted suicide. Strong feelings of anger, anxiety, depression that lasts again for several hours. So you see that they are akin, borderline is akin to depression, impulsive behavior. If I feel it, I do it. Drug abuse, alcohol abuse. That's so why I have my fashionable statement to hang out and I'll, I'll, When I breathe, you smell it for me.
0: Mm-hmm. If I
2: beard, you smell it for me. <laughs> I leave that alone. Feelings of low self worth. Unable, or, or maybe I should say, use the word, unstable relationship with friends, unstable relationships with families. You know, or, or even with your intimate partners. Very unstable. In and out a relationship like whoa, when I run out, you run in. Mm-hmm. room for rent supply with, no really supply apply apply The you know. yes. says supply these, apply with. <laughs> yes all of these yes. that I mentioned here are symptomatic of borderline personality disorder hmm so I'm mm-hmm. saying whom all listeners are, have taken copious notes and, and don't and don't take for granted our 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 mental illness recognizing that by and large it will affect us from the cognitive standpoint from the um, physical standpoint um, we, we, from the and we don't want to emotional
1: yet no emotional is going to be the last and it will it, it also affect how we behave because we look at the and behavior, right, and, our aspect.
2: behavior right, and our behavior very much so right. but those three Definitely. So, um, I don't know. What
1: is to say? <laughs> let us just move into the let us move into the big one, which is the emotional aspect. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, because I don't, Andre. Um, in in terms of assessing and analyzing, um, persons know how to take care of themselves in terms of physically. You go to the doctor. So you, your hand caught, your hand hurt you. Your head are hurt you. Uh, you go to see a medical doctor, but. It's something that I have observed within our society is that we are not equipped at all to take care of ourselves emotionally. We don't know when we are not emotionally well. We don't know when we are doing things that will harm us. You say, okay, we have the bakla bleach over there, so we know so we know if we drink it, we harm we physically. But you see people running into things that will harm them emotionally and they don't even recognize that these things will harm you emotionally. That's
0: correct
1: we don't know how as a people we don't know how as men and as women and we don't know how to teach our children to take care of themselves emotionally
2: you know you are so spot on this um, I'm going to resist the, the the notion of having a even a part two and managing yourselves emotionally
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to resist that but believe you me this subject matter could have easily taken up the whole of tonight <laughs> so good is for last <laughs> <What? laughs> it is but a big deal it is, it is it is a big deal Very. because the truth is if you think about it and I'm supposed to be trying to put a little book thing together And I've been saying that for a long time now, but it's true, it it is coming together. But one of the things that I have noticed in my practice is that every, well, just about every feelings or emotions that we experience, we have an attending behavior. To support it i say it again but i invite you to, to think about what i just said and if nobody's ever said this you can say you hear it from andre allen casey but i've just really it, it just kind of came to me i said Wait a minute is me sad my ball any kind of emotion that I'm experiencing, I have a physical behavior to support it. What does that say? Who can tell me? And our Andre, what does that therefore suggest? If you have a physical behavior that is going to reinforce the emotion, Mm -hmm. then we have given... Power to their emotions. Power. Mm-hmm. power. what? Emotion. To emotions.
1: Mm-hmm. You to Mm-hmm.
2: And from children, childhood coming right up. So that's why it's such a power. As I said, now I'm going to resist the notion of turning this into a part two you know, on the subject matter you now. Because there's so much that we can um, take from this. But we're not going there just saying, though, just to whet our appetites. Just say, think about it. The reason why we need to have some kind of management, as you have stated earlier, over our emotions. If we don't, then the emotions continue to not only rule us, but tell us. What to do and may ruin us and definitely will end up ruining us. Mm-hmm. No much time after we finish, we got sh- we kiss with his with teeth. and said, Why? What sh- am the Man, I have a statement and this is by Andre Allen Casey. <laughs> I don't know why I could use it and call me name. <laughs> Inform your feeling. Before you follow your feelings. Mm-hmm. A statement by the Andre, Andre Allen Mm-hmm. We must learn to inform our feelings. You can find a nice little female to say it. <laughs> and you know. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm suggesting that you can say it, and mm-hmm. You know. Please learn to inform your feelings before you follow your feelings. A statement by Andre and Casey. psychology Andre Altesse and mm-hmm. Yeah man same way I said, don't and call my name man but it's true though <laughs> We have to learn to have a conversation with how I feel and start to ask myself what is it that I can control about my feelings What aspects of my feelings or my emotions do I think I need validation in order for me to function? Why do I need it? Why don't why don't I look at it as something as something good to have? But if I don't have it, it doesn't interfere with my functioning. Why can't I why can't I have that kind of mindset and perspective towards it? You know, I have a developer here called Listen from the Five Fingers. Literally. We are called the thumb. It's in, i in one to put down book, but when i talk, talk about my business. People are go going write it down and say, i see them one. But anyways, <laughs> that's a risk you take when you give out the information like this. But the thumb is a situation. The index finger. I call it the reaction finger. The little finger is the response. Now, the two fingers in between, the index and the little finger, they are called, so the, 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 the marriage finger is called your self-talk. The tallest finger, what people call the middle finger, is a perspective. And I'm saying, The objective is to ensure that whatever situation, the thumb, whatever situation occurs, the index finger, although it is taller than the little finger, must not influence it. The objective is to ensure that the little finger has the appropriate response. It must have the what? The appropriate response. But for that to happen, we need to have what? Perspective and a self-talk. We need to have a conversation with ourselves to ensure that we end up saying the right thing and doing the right thing. But if we don't have that conversation with ourselves, then we're feeling is going to continue to drive our actions, our emotions. We need to have a conversation with our emotion and, and ask it a question and say, should I follow you? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, man, follow you though How many times have we done it, by the way? Think about it, how many times have we said, well, if I follow my feelings, I get myself in a problem.
0: I've heard that many times.
2: And so I'm just kind of saying here, the same way we step back and could have that conversation, that was the intervention that safeguarded us from carrying out a particular action that we were feeling. I want to invite us to do that more, a little bit more often. So before we we become impulsive about any kind of emotion, we have a conversation and find out is it worth it. Find out, let, let, let understand. Let's have a conversation with our feeling. Is whose feeling? If it belongs to you, why mm-hmm. can't I to it?
1: <laughs> and it is your I so you Can not fetch it up? It's your one
2: not mine no, it's no. your feeling. Yeah. But since it belongs to you, mm-hmm. then have a conversation with it, man. So, so listen to me, i feeling. As much as I feel like I must do what I attempt to do, when I get no problem, you're help me? <laughs> 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 I think body never helped another time after that. And if we didn't know, uh-huh. well, I need to try and know now Have so that conversation. And you'd be surprised to, 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 and, and I'm just kind of giving it some solution already towards, to, you know, the, 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 the whole symptoms of, of, of the mind. In terms of how we respond emotionally, meet our own moodiness, meet where we are irritable or even short temper are tempered, where we are agitated easily, where there's an inability to relax, where there where we feel overwhelmed and there's a sense of depression and low energy. All of these are emotional symptoms of a mental challenge and or illness. And unless we start, so first we need to see the symptoms and then start to ask ourselves, how do we manage it? How do I manage me? How do I develop? What are the two words that that, 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 that i are supposed to learn? I don't know if it's me, teacher, you know, but. Remember the words? Just repeat it, please, sir. Okay. <laughs> One is emotional. Uh-huh. Finish it, Anne. Uh-huh. Emotional, what? Is it, is it your dog? EI. Hmm? EI. Emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We spoke about the five different aspects of emotional intelligence. And what was that word? That word. Self. S E. Self efficacy. I can give it a tone of zero. I, I did not remember that <laughs> I did not
0: remember that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs>
2: I am saying, folks, those two words, by and large, will go a far, far way in helping us to manage our emotions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And with that, I will stop right here.
1: Right, and before we wrap things up, um, Ian is saying, whereas I totally agree to inform feelings before you can act on them, how different are feelings from our instinct?
2: Okay. Good, good question. Good, yeah. Um, the, the, I think they are slightly different because a lot of times our instinct is, 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 is something that is learned. And it has become now a new or, or a secondary language. Somebody might say, um, first, I am suggesting it is secondary because it was learned. But it's just because, but if it was not into the forefront of our thinking and behavior, we are going to, um, um, remember, you know, something ha- happened and it, 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 it plugs in the, the inst- it, it activates rather the instinct. It's, it's, it's a situation, you know, it's a, it's a situation. And the instinct tells you to either respond to the situation this way or, or not. To so the situation that we're responding to. Mm-hmm. I am saying the, the instinct is learned. If upon following that instinct, we came out on the better side, then we're going to listen to it. If on the other hand, the instinct led us to some displeasure then we are going to possibly look to discard it but i'm um, but i'm um, i'm suggesting that the instinct was learned and it is only welcome because of the outcome because the outcome each time seemed to be somewhat favorable okay. so that becomes now the new secondary conversation it's without up. without even thinking is that like the
1: subconscious conversation then i'm thinking though and and this is just my just looking at what ian had asked um the instinct almost is almost like a protective mechanism um, While well, feelings are almost um, something that is seeks fulfilment, <laughs> I don't know if I, it's almost like you, a, you know, understand yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like I your know. instinct. You, whether it is learned or based, as as Andre Allen is saying, it's it's based on your environment. So something ha- bad happened or something good happen, it's your way of is, is protecting you, mm-hmm. right? So the instinct. When you talk about so your instinct. What we said, chipping then, mm-hmm. based on the environment or based on whatever has occurred. Yeah, while I feelings. feel that the, the feelings, feelings are always seeking fulfillment. Yeah,
0: feelings or
1: no?
2: Uh, well, like. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying you are correct. Also, meaning that the remember, you know, the instinct, you know. Just like the feeling could be a learned behavior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why we're talking about the lessons from the five from the five fingers. But that, that the feeling is different from the response.
1: Right.
2: A response, a fe- well, correction, a reaction, not a feeling. A reaction is a is a. If you talk about a knee jerk reaction. That somebody might say is a feeling. The, the response, somebody might say, the instinct um, informed the response. And this is why it was, uh, and because it was favorable, you find that, that a lot of folks start to make it become a part of their psyche, even without conscientiously um, activating it. That's what it's called an in- instinct. So somebody might say, you know, is that, is that, you know, if you listen to my instinct, mm-hmm. so I, why Why would they go back and, and have that conversation? Because it gave them a what? A favorable outcome. Mm-hmm. Nobody's not going to say, if I listen to my instinct, because there's something bad happened to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To support something bad happening to them rather. But don't speak that way. They talk about listening to their insting, instinct because um, had they listened to it, something better that
1: would happen? be the result. Mm-hmm, which is the protective right. mechanism.
2: Thank you. Yeah, no, that's right. protective and, mechanism. And some folks know because, that's what I, kept on, because I keep on saying, because, um, because as a child you're developing your instincts, your, your adult stage and nurturing. So it's not something that just comes. I mean, from from a bond, our senses um, contribute to the to the informing of our instincts. Okay, so so yes, so there are times in which, thank God, we listen to it, and there are times as far as the feelings is concerned, we. The, as you write state, it is quite gratifying. Or maybe, remember now, your feeling speaks to any kind of emotion that you are having. That's what the feeling is. And so the question is, are you able to have a conversation with that feeling, with that emotion, or do you feel like the feeling must continue to govern you, govern you, in whatever situation? And so sometimes people might say, I go not going to hide and talk. You're not a hypocrite. Right? So, so is it okay to have that conversation with yourself all the time? Or or, sh- or should we, you know, choose our battles, so to speak? So I'm saying, having that conversation with your feelings, um, by and large, puts you into a place where you don't live in regret. hope mm-hmm. that helps.
1: Having a conversation with yourself and asking the big question: To what end? To what end? To what end? And that takes um, a healthy, healthy thinking, positive thinking, good cognitive, mental um good good cognitive health because <laughs> yes. if you're not cognitively well you can't talk to yourself
0: aren't you? <laughs> that is so true I'm and my nurse said run into yourself
2: <laughs> oh, I want to eat Mm mm. Mm -mm.
0: Yeah,
1: irrationalize the situation. Andre Allen Casey, I thank you so much once again for another awesome insight. Uh, Hope our listeners, well, I know they did. Thank you so much for joining us on the World Wide Web. For those persons who listened by the radio, thank you as always for. Staying up with us and learning and sharing and, um, you know, it it, it it is a process. It is a process. And if we can teach one, one individual, Andre, just one person, then we would have made uh, progress. And I know that we are reaching more than one. So once again, I'd like to say thank you so much. Mental health or mental health issues are rampant in our society and societies all over the world and we must be able to recognize when we are mentally challenged when we are mentally unwell and when other persons around us are not well mentally and so we will continue to um, in part, knowledge of such via this method um, to our listeners, and for those who have learned and continue to learn, please share with others.
0: Cool ninety-seven radio.